0: I thought when Lucy told me she wanted to spend our honeymoon in a home away from... Home. Oh, only $1,800. And that's complete, mind you. Everything is included. All this furniture. Chairs, sofa, bed, stove, refrigerator, shower bath, everything. Absolutely everything. Oh, it's kind of roomy at that. The wonderful closet space. Where? That's the living room. Well, hello and welcome to Cinema Chat with David Heath and i am your host david heath and uh, today as you may have survived I'm going to have a podcast episode about lucy and desi movies uh lucy lucille ball and desi arnaz made three films together uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about those films um, before we do that we'll talk a little bit about uh, their early lives and and then we'll talk about uh, the I Love Lucy show and, the, of course, the films and and then kind of the rest of what happened with their lives. But um, but anyway, uh, let's go, uh, go ahead and and dive in uh, Lucy and Desi movies. Uh, Lucy Ball grew up in a small town and called Jamestown, New York. And despite lots of dis- discouragement and letdowns, uh, she made it to Hollywood and got a few breaks while she was there. Uh, she, including the movie Room Service in uh, 1938 with the Marx Brothers, although she didn't really have a funny line in the movie, it was still good to get a role in a prominent film with some stars like the Marx Brothers. Lucy struggled, though, to get Premium top billing uh, roles. She did get a lot of, she get, did get top billing a lot of times. But they were smaller films uh, with smaller budgets. And and she really wanted to be, you know, a big star on the big screen and and one of the biggest stars there was. And it just didn't quite happen that way, as we know. But uh, Desi grew up in. A much different atmosphere. Is is Lucy Ball was uh, grew up in a modest uh, modest household, and with you know just a middle class. Uh, Desi, however, grew up in uh, upper class a- area uh, in in uh, Cuba, and where his his dad was a prominent uh, politician. This all before uh, the Castro regime, uh, obviously. But uh, the family fled Cuba and uh, went, uh, you know, before the, they knew the revolution was going to happen. And they left in 1933. Uh, They moved to uh, Miami. And while Lucy had been making films uh, for several years, um, she was cementing her place in Hollywood. And she did, again, headline a lot of films. And uh, but Desi, on the other hand, uh, made it to Hollywood in 1935, uh, or excuse me, 1939. And so Lu- Lucy had a pretty big head start on Desi on being a, a star. And but Desi appeared in films, um, and but he won. He appeared in Too Many Girls, a film that Lucille Ball was headlining. Uh, she was uh, got top billing for too many girls. And they had tremendous chemistry on the screen and in person. And they married just a few months later. Uh, now, 17-year-old Ann Miller was almost the thief of the whole show. Uh, she put on an outstanding performance. And uh, it was just... It makes you go, uh, wow. And uh, you're absolutely mesmerized almost by ann miller's dancing ability in that film uh, but desi had a role uh, that allowed him to show off his talents and so lucy was uh, good in the role that she had but she was overshadowed because it was a musical and so it was almost like it didn't quite fit her uh, the film also stars uh, eddie bracken and and you might recognize him uh, from well, 43 years later, he played or, uh, he played Roy Wally in in National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, Lucille Ball was emerging as a, a lead leading lady in the, in films, but she would go on to star with uh, people like Henry Fonda, Franchotone, Tone, and Victor Mature. Uh, those are pretty big actors. She actually started with Henry Fonda much later in Years, My, and Ours. Um, and that uh, was kind of an interesting pairing uh, for the second time. But meanwhile, Desi got drafted and served in World War II. Uh, he was discharged and awarded an Army Good Conduct Award. Uh, for, or he got a medal uh, for his service. Uh, Desi worked as a band leader when, whenever and wherever he could. Uh, Lucy and Desi were being, you know, put in two different spots. They were living two different lives. And um, so it was tough. And that's what I guess makes Hollywood marriages hard to begin with. You know, you've got one person that's doing a shoot here. Another person's doing something here. And, you know, maybe you don't see your spouse for weeks or months. Uh, Maybe you do see them every day, but only for five minutes. So maybe that's. Part of the Hollywood marriage dilemma. Uh, matter of fact, I'm certain it is. Uh, but Lucy was approached by CBS uh, to do a sitcom, and she leveraged Desi into the show that became I Love Lucy. Uh, Lucy had done a radio show prior to I Love Lucy, uh, and and they wanted to convert it into a television show. And she said, uh, that's great, but I want my husband Desi in it. And the purpose of it was to make sure that, well, really, I, a lot of it had to do with making sure that he didn't cheat on her, <laughs> but but also just so they could be together and have the same schedules. And they and Lucy knew that if she did that, then they wouldn't have that opportunity. I love Lucy, of course, ran from... 1951 and 1957, and it's the only show to stop airing when it's still number one in the ratings. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, what an amazing run that Lucy, the I Love Lucy had. And we could talk for hours about how important I Love Lucy was to uh, to television. There were times where three quarters of the of the t- televisions in America were tuned in to I Love Lucy. Now, I know we have many other choices today. You know, you've got your all your cable channels, all your apps, but three quarters of the televisions, that's a really astonishing amount. Um, the additions of William Frawley and Vivian Vance, of course, made I Will See a perfect show and somewhat of a template for other shows that would come later. Think of Seinfeld, you know. Uh, and in uh, we in I of Lucy, we've got uh, Ricky Ricardo, who is the uh, the normal guy, uh, and uh, they the, the um, craziness happens all around him, and the <laughs> Lucy, of course, is always getting into trouble, and um, you know, but and Ethel is not always a picnic, she always goes along with Lucy's problems, and and of course, Fred is in his own world. Uh, so these guys are all crazy, and they're they, that's what they do around uh, Ricky Ricardo, much the same way as, and Seinfeld, the way all of the crazy uh, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, fans, or fans, friends act around him. So it's kind of interesting how that works. There are many other times, you know, where, in you know, a TV shows have taken on uh, just different personalities, and you've got, people that are overblown, like Friends, for example. Um, there, uh, There's not one main, central main character in that. And, you know, but the the differences in, in the types of personalities is what makes that show work. So I made it work for a long time. But I Love Lucy went on to have uh, episodes that are uh, iconic. Um, you know, you have the little candy factory one. Uh, you have the the wine crushing one, or the grape crushing one and uh, there's just so many episodes oh the uh the vita vita medramine you know that's just where she kept drinking the alcohol and didn't know she was drinking alcohol uh just funny stuff uh but uh, uh but within the time frame that isla lucy was running uh, there were also two films in the making um, they made uh, two color films together. Uh, one is the long, long trailer, which we heard the trailer for the long, long trailer a few minutes ago. Okay, that's a dumb joke, but it, that's what it was. It was the trailer for the long, long trailer. Uh, came out in 1954. Is directed by uh, Vincent uh, Minnelli, and uh, uh, it involves around uh, Tacey and Nikki. Tacey is... Uh, Lucy's name in the movie and Nikki is not Ricky but Nikki uh, is Desi's role Uh, but they buy a trailer uh, for for $1,800 as you heard as uh, newlyweds and it's uh, a romantic uh, idea uh, but it becomes a nightmare and by the way the $1,800 trailer would translate it to nineteen thousand two hundred eighty-seven dollars in today's money. So, really, probably a little bit of a, a little bit of a bargain. However, like I said, it becomes a nightmare. Uh, learning how to drive, you know, the brakes, the brakes, the brakes. You know, running into are running into the bushes, the lawn, and the home of relatives just a total disaster. Um, trying to maneuver it in traffic and not to mention bringing it up 8,000 feet on, on a mountain. That brings some hilarity to the film, but I love the fact that Lucy and Desi sing a song, though, midway through the film uh, called Breezing Along uh, and just what a wonderful song that is just a beautiful time beautiful moment it only takes an a minute and 45 seconds of the film and i just just kind of a nice little touch uh, to it and that's uh, probably the the vincent minnelli touch there um he uh one of the things i will say about this film is that um i know that vincent Manelli really fell in love with color color film and he had all his movies in color right away whereas other directors kind of uh, shied away from it a little bit they were trying to they were almost scared of it uh but but vince minnelli just took it head-on and he loved color and the color of this film is beautiful and the cinematography is great it's such a uh, great little great little film But. The the one thing I would say is that these two characters, Tacy and Nikki, are really close to Lucy and Ricky. Um, it's almost like just seeing them on the screen, and you almost kind of wonder, well, they were they're newlyweds in the film, so I guess you can't make them Lucy and Ricky. Uh, but you know, maybe if there's a twist on it you could have done. Uh, but I think it would have been just as good if they had made it Lucy and Ricky. But that's okay. Um, Tacey and Nikki is fine with me, and it is a cute film. But uh, look for a scene with Keenan Wynn as a traffic cop. It's kind of priceless. I love Keenan Wynn's look on his face. Now, we think of Keenan Wynn as uh, this angry guy in these Disney movies, and he's always shaking his fist, you know, and, and trying to do dastardly things. In this movie, he's only got... Uh, a one-minute part as a traffic cop, and he is just—the look on his face is priceless—and you'll have to see what I'm talking about uh, to see what 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 makes it so funny. And the fact that it's Keenan Wynn uh, is something that really makes it uh, makes it just great. Um, you can also look for Howard McNair, um, and who's Howard McNair? You might ask. Well, he was Floyd the Barber and Andy Griffith. And, uh, but yeah, just a beautiful color, uh, lots of good humor in the film and really good timing, just like I love Lucy has good timing, uh, or well, impeccable timing, we'll say, um, this film has pretty close to impeccable timing too. Uh, there are, there are fight scenes, you know, where they're arguing and, and, uh, just, just absolutely. Perfect timing by, by two people that knew each other really well um, on screen and off. And uh, they they clearly had the right kind of chemistry to uh, perform together on the big screen just as well as the TV screen. But uh, one of the things that, that uh, the MGM wasn't too keen on was making the film or releasing it in the first place because... They thought that they told Desi that there's no way people are going to pay money to see you on the on at a movie theater when they get you for free on TV. And he and he bet he bet he bet he put a, a bet on it and said I bet twenty five thousand dollars that that this movie does really well. And I and uh, and they and he won the bet and uh, the movie did really well. As a matter of fact, it was the Top grossing comedy of all time at that time, uh, which is kind of amazing. It uh, had really good reviews, and it did do really well at the box office. This is not, let's, not just, let's just say what it is, or, or what it's not. It's not a perfect film, uh, but it is a fun film, and there's no reason to not like it. It's sweet, and um, and it's got some really excellent scenes of the two, uh, the climbing of the mountain is priceless. i hate to use the word priceless twice in the same podcast episode, but there it is. Uh, it is priceless. I love the scene going up the hill. And that's 8,000 feet. Um, there's a little bit of terror there. It's not just hilarity. It's There's a little bit of scariness involved. And Are they going to make it up that hill? Well, the film was a big success despite MGM's reticence, uh, they you know of course were worrying about those audiences um, and uh, wanted to make sure that they that they would make they would make money and it was the uh, was the biggest money maker in comedy history at, at that time uh, they also made uh forever darling uh, this was made uh, during the the hiatus of or uh, of uh, Ile lucy and uh, they made uh, uh, they made forever darling Another color film. This one directed by Alexander Hall, who, by the way, was a former Lucille Ball flame, and so I'm not sure how that worked out, but it, uh, but it that's what happened. But Lucy stars as uh, as Suzanne, and De- and Desi is uh, Lorenzo, and we also have James Mason. Uh, who is the guardian angel playing? You know, similar role that he did uh, as Mr. Jordan 22 years later in the movie Heaven Can Wait. You'll see a, a commonality there a little bit. Uh, probably a little bit more gentle in, in this movie. Uh, well, probably quite a bit more gentle. But uh, but while the, while the long long trailer caused problems in their marriage in that and the first film. Uh, the other film is uh, is basically uh, Lorenzo is his job, and you know she w- had a messy house, uh, and she had uh, they they had they had lots of arguments about his job, and uh, she is visited by an uh, angel that again is played by James Mason and there's a little bit of meta humor in this because she admits to people that she's seeing an angel and she says he looks like james mason <laughs> and so uh, you know there's several other movie stars mentioned like um he, he said well i i am uh, i don't know if i can and do an impersonation of james mason oh, on the spot no i can't do it sorry but anyway he's like uh you know i am what you want me to look like and you want me to look like james mason and and he, your husband wants uh, his angel to look like ava gardner and so he mentions names and that's kind of that's kind of fun that the, those names are mentioned in me and in the film they actually go to the movie theater and watch a james mason film uh so there's some really fun meta humor in it uh but uh, the film also stars, uh, Lewis Colburn, who, uh, or, or, or call her, I should say, uh, uh as, uh, he steals a few of the, of the scenes and, uh, well, you might know him from, uh, Duck Soup with the Marx Brothers in 1934. There's a second Marx Brothers m- mentioned, uh, but he's the one going to war, uh, with, with Groucho. Uh, but Natalie Schaefer, uh, who's the lady who played Mr. Howell, uh, plays in this film too, uh, she's limited just to two scenes, uh, right, bang, bang, the first two scenes she's in, um, and she is just as uptight as, as Mrs. Howell was, and, <laughs> but, uh, Nancy Culp of Beverly Hillbillies fame, she played Miss Jane, and she... uh uh, played the maid in this film and uh limited only to two scenes in the film but right early on uh marilyn maxwell is also in this film uh and and i if you know that name uh you probably know that she performed uh with jack benny bing crosby bob hope danny Kay, red skelton and Abbott costello just to name a few Marilyn Maxwell was a big name. and She was in a lot of TV shows, radio shows, and uh, movies. She had a really long list uh, before she died of a heart attack at only age 50. Uh, but uh, this film gets lesser reviews and lesser, lesser box office receipts. And thus it ended up being the uh, the only film, uh, besides the long, long trailer, that uh, was meant to be a vehicle for these two people. And so they didn't star in another movie again together. Uh, But we do have these two, and they are fun. And and we have uh, too many girls also, Uh, but that is, let's face it, it's not really uh, their film. Um, Not really somewhere of an ensemble cast and and it's more of a musical and it's just um, you know it just probably wasn't lucille ball's favorite favorite film to make because she was kind of snuffed out of it a little bit but um, uh but lucy and desi unfortunately as everyone probably knows that's listening to my voice uh had a troubled marriage um you know desi uh drank way too much and ran around on lucy way too much which you know most people say one time is way too much but he did it a lot more than one time and um, you know uh, there were a lot of insecurities there from both sides because of that and uh, they they each got married to other people and stayed married to those second spouses uh, for the remaining part of their lives they remained friends Uh, they were very uh, tight with each other and they still trusted each other as as friends and i think of truth be told they still loved each other uh when the, by the time desi passed away in uh, 1986 i think they still loved each other up until uh the day he died uh but uh desi though after they got divorced uh, he sold his portion of Lou to lucy and she he went to go form his own company and, um, he produced, uh, many TV shows and some films, including, wait for it. Yours, mine and ours, uh, starring Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda. Isn't that something? What kind of a circle is that he brings up producing that film? Um, Lucy ran Desilu, uh, and she uh, became very wealthy in the process, made some, huge uh tv shows uh you know such as the andy griffith show which is pretty much the crown jewel of desilu productions um in the 60s but obviously a big huge show and that's just one of many uh, but um, you know all those rural comedies uh, were desilu uh, productions uh the, the rural comedies on cbs uh, but Lucy is sold, the company, for a nice profit in 1967 and it eventually merged into what became Paramount Television. Uh, but Desi retired and tried to enjoy life uh, as much as he could uh, despite health problems, made many TV appearances and, uh, and, but he, he did uh, pass away in 1986 and uh, after having lots of problems uh health-wise uh lucy would appear in five more films after these two uh, that we talked about and she would star in two big tv shows uh including the lucy show and here's lucy so she kept cashing in on on the character and why not it kept working until her last show which was just an absolute bomb in 1986. And it only lasted eight episodes. They filmed 13 and they only showed eight. Uh, really bad. And it's sad for, for her. But she also did star in the drama film, uh, A Stone Pillow, which I remember seeing in 1985. And it's jarring uh, to see Lucille Ball in a role like that. She plays a homeless lady um, and it's just absolutely uh, a bad sight to see and you don't you know we don't want to see that but that was a passion project of hers she really uh, wanted to do that a uh, movie like that and she got that opportunity uh, but uh, she also appeared in a variety shows uh, with uh, Flip Wilson, Bob Hope and Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett would say, would go on to say that Lucy was her inspiration and and why not and you can believe it you know Carol Burnett you know if there, if Lucy if Lucille Ball was the queen you know of, of comedy television then Carol Burnett was the princess you know so Carol Burnett knew, knows comedy too and you can tell that she was a disciple of Lucille Ball or she was inspired by her anyway uh but lucille ball died in on april 26 1989 i even remember where i was uh, the day she died i was on vacation and uh, we took a vacation uh to orlando and and i remember that day and um and finding out and and it you know kind of put a damper on things and i was pretty sad uh but uh, she left behind a, a body of work that has just been unmatched. I mean, really? Can anyone else say they were a huge radio star, television star, movie star, and a producer? And a very successful uh, businesswoman. I- Ila Lucy since uh, has had a couple of episodes colorized, and they were done beautifully and very um, I'd say just magically it's just absolutely gorgeous and uh, they get high ratings when they show up uh, the one of the Christmas episodes is showing up multiple times and it gets high ratings when it, when it, it comes on uh, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing I um, I love it and we all love Lucy, don't we um, And by the way, I, I want to mention that there are a couple of other things you could uh, uh, listen to. Uh, or watch. Obviously, you can watch "Being the Ricardos," the the recent movie that we covered on this podcast uh, not too long ago when it first came out. Uh, we talked about "Being the Ricardos," uh, which really is more of a film uh, that that goes into one area of their lives, uh, the area where where they're dealing with the accusation that Lucille Ball was a communist, which. Um, she obviously was not, and it was kind of proven that she wasn't. And uh, and Desi was a staunch Republican, so you know, uh, you know. But anyway, it's um, obviously wasn't true that she was a communist. Uh, but uh, there were a lot of people. There were a lot of smears going going on at that time. Uh, but that film covers that uh, pretty well, uh, directed by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, but I would also recommend. Um, uh, the, uh, the plot thickens, uh, by, uh, Ben Mankiewicz, uh, and he put uh, together a really good podcast series on Lucy and, and, uh, and Desi. But I, I wanted to do this podcast to talk specifically about the films that they were in and, um, and rather than, rather than rehash some of the things that people have already said um, you know, in other venues, I decided, well, I want to talk about the, the fun little movies that they were in, you know, I, I know one was a little more fun than the other, certainly, I, the long, long trailer, highly recommend, I, I give that three and a half stars out of four, and I would give forever, forever darling, probably more like two and a half stars out of four, starts to lose a little bit of steam, um, on the second half of the, of the film, and it's not quite as fun, uh, but um, but the long long trailer, just absolutely wonderful, and I would suggest watching that first. If you're gonna watch all three of these movies, watch that one first, then watch Forever Darling, and then watch uh, Too Many Girls, uh, because Too Many Girls will be a little bit of a of a switch, you know, and uh, that'll be a good one to end with. Uh, but uh, you know Forever or but uh, Long Long Trailer, highly highly recommend. Uh, I give the Too Many Girls 2 and have stars as well, uh, but really it's the musical numbers uh, that that overtake that film, and they swallow up uh, any any drama or comedy that's going on during the film. And uh, But they... Uh, but the Ed Miller scenes are just... You're just going to go, wow, I can't believe that. And she was only 17 when she made that, which is amazing. Uh, but... But yeah i just wanted to talk a little bit about those fun films that they made uh, because i feel like they, there's nobody else that's ever done it just talk about those two films uh but they're fun and i remember watching them uh with my mom and i've talked about this on the podcast before uh where uh, one of the reasons why i got into classic films was because of my mom uh she uh, she and i would stay up late sometimes even on school nights uh, i'm i'm ratting my mom out because she let me stay up late on school nights sometimes, and we would watch, uh, we watch movies together, and it was great bonding. And uh, we would always watch these, you know, fun movies from the 40s and 50s uh, together, and and that's kind of how I got involved with classic films. That coupled with watching some Laurel and Hardy and uh, being exposed to Laurel and Hardy too, but uh, but uh, these two movies were were two that we watched together late at night. And, uh, and I'm very happy to have that, those memories. And, uh, now I got a little personal there, but I want to thank you for listening to, uh, to me ramble on about two fun films and also too many girls. That's a fun film too. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. Uh, but, uh, it's been fun talking about and researching a little bit, uh, about, uh, uh Lucy and Desi and, um uh, this is Cinema Chat with David Heath, uh where we celebrate the movies, we talk about the stars, and hopefully we just have a little bit of fun. After all, we're just breezing along, right? Just breezing along with the breeze. Breezing along Trailing the trail. Trailing the trail. Trailing on a roaming like the bird is that sing in the tree. wee 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 to live or living to please. The sky is the only roof I have over my head. And when I'm weary, mother nature the trailer. We're just, just going, going along.